Well, that's not how this was supposed to go. Boston Celtics just get crushed, annihilated. What happened? And it seems like they never really learned their lessons. Now they're about to pay for it. Season's on the brink. I'm going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, what's your team every day? And I'm here for you every day, even on this one, with a free, fresh podcast for you subscribers dropped directly to your device. So if you're not subscribed, do so on your favorite app. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comment section. Lots of Miami Heat fans. I see you all. Oh, my God. Lots of Miami Heat fans. It's going to be plenty, plenty, plenty after this one, laughing at me for sure because I'm the one that this, said that this was going to be the result that I didn't expect at all. Did not expect this at all. So, I I invite it. I get it. You say things for a living. When you're wrong, you're going to hear about it. I'm John Corrales. I used to play back in the day. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I'm here for you after... A 128-102, absolute demolition, shellacking, whatever word you want to use, this Celtics team deserves it all. Deserves it all. And it's kind of tough to figure out what's going on here, right? Because this is a Celtics team that should be in a different spot. They should be better. And to all those Miami Heat fans that uh, I just talked about that are here in the comment section on the YouTube page, be honest with me. Now, you can come in here, and this is exactly – this is your moment right now. You're up 3-0. This is – Celtics are in the absolute backs against the wall, whatever, whatever. Series is basically over. All there is is the death blow, the final kill shot. That's all that's left. Teams – have been in this position almost 150 times. No one's come out of it. So I get it. You're going to come here. You're going to crow. No problem. But be honest with me. Honestly, tell me. You didn't even expect this. You did not expect this. No one did. No one expected this. You're telling me Gabe Vincent dropping 29 points is something that anybody expected? You're telling me Duncan Robinson, 22, Caleb Martin, 18. You're telling me that you expected to drop 128 points with Jimmy Butler scoring 16 points on 5 of 13 shooting. This is outrageous that the Celtics are in this position. If I were to tell you, if you you didn't know how this game went, and I was going to say to you, well, the Celtics held Jimmy Butler to 5 of 13 shooting. He only scored 16 points. Bam Adebayo gave you 13. 
people would be like, oh, wow. Miami got crushed. Nope. Because the Celtics came out and just did not play any defense at all. This was a game where Vincent, Martin, Robinson, those guys came in and played incredibly. Today's show, by the way, is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So, the I, I just got to get this this outlier stuff out of the way before I get into just ripping the Celtics apart. The Celtics shot twenty six percent, and on in the series they're shooting less than thirty percent. Miami shot fifty four percent from this from three in this game. Over the series, Miami shooting 48% from three. Boston shooting 29%. Boston's completely built on three-point shooting. So right away, this level of outlier shooting on the high side for, for Miami and on the low side for Boston, that level of, st- that level of outlier is going to be hard to overcome regardless. Because the Celtics are built exclusively on three-point shooting, right? This is and and this is a, a failure of coaching. This is where I have my biggest beef with how this team was built and how this team was coached all year long. I'm not worried about timeouts. I hadn't been worried about timeouts. I'm not even worried about so much the rotations and oh, you needed more Rob and less Rob and should Rob have started instead of Al Horford. And all of the questions, you know, should they have just abandoned the double big earlier? That stuff, it really honestly should not even matter against Miami. Should not matter. But because this team was built the way it is, because this team exclusively functions on three-point shooting, then this is the result. The, the Celtics are like pandas that only eat bamboo. You can give a panda everything else in the world for food. They're only going to eat bamboo. Take away the bamboo, the panda dies. Three-point shooting is bamboo, and the Celtics are these fluffy little pandas that are soft and cuddly. That's that's the Celtics team. And the, the, the bamboo isn't there. The shots aren't falling. 11 of 42. They took plenty of them. Miami was 19 of 35, but they didn't generate good ones. You look at the uh, the, the 42 three-pointers, and by the way, 0 for 7 Jalen Brown, 1 for 7 Jason Tatum. You look at the quality of three-pointer, they weren't good three-pointers. Lots of passing around the perimeter, lots of pull-ups, lots of real just quick shots or forced shots. It's, I think, one of the problems that the Celtics have faced here, and I highlighted it before the game, the Celtics have got it so drilled in their head now that they just have to take take the good, take the open shots, take the three-point shots, take them, take them, take them, take them. They are, they are not capable 
of searching for the great shot, giving up the good to go for the great. They're just not capable of it. Some shots that you can look at and say, these are good shots, fine. Yeah, some Jason Tatum three-pointers. There was one that I highlighted from game two that against the zone, uh, Gabe Vincent had flown by, uh, Caleb Martin was challenging Tatum, and Horford was in the middle, and they take the three. They take threes like that. Instead of saying, oh, my God, I have this advantage, I'm going to get it to Horford in the middle, and there's Malcolm Brogdon cutting baseline, I was going to, and, and that, that's a layup. Those types of shots, the, the hunting for the great shot isn't there because the Celtics are so programmed, got to get that three-pointer, got to get that next three-pointer, got to get that next three-pointer, that they, they lose all capability of hunting better shots. Even if it's a better three-pointer, it's all about the volume. I'm just going to take good shots, good shots, good shots, not great shots. This is a good shot for me. I'm going to take it. And they don't, they're not all good shots. They're, they're not all really good shots at all because the Celtics don't move the defense. But here they are, just bombing away. And when the Celtics aren't hitting their shots, Jason Tatum admitted it after the game, we let the misses affect us too much. How many times have you heard that? All season long. We let the three-point, the misses affect us. Happened again. Happened again. The Celtics have not learned lessons at all this season. They have not learned lessons. This is a team that has not grown at all. I'll talk about that next. First, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks, and Prize Picks still wants to make you a millionaire. They're going to keep doing this throughout the rest of these playoffs, which they're not lasting much longer right now. So you have limited opportunity. Looks like the the Nuggets might sweep. The Heat might sweep. Unreal. So you have an opportunity every day of the playoffs and the finals. One prize picks user gets a chance of being a millionaire by placing an entry after 8 a.m. in the morning, Eastern time. One of those entries will be selected randomly and be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks, you get a million bucks. Five correct picks, 80,000. Four correct, 16,000. Go to prizepicks.com slash million. Prizepicks.com slash million. That's where you get all your details. That's where you opt in. If you opt in, then you could be the lucky winner. You just get to play normally after that, which means you play daily fantasy by picking more or less than the prize picks projection. If you get that correct, then you win. Uh, so just hop in there, uh, have some fun. In a regular prize picks game, you you could win up to 25 times your money. And if you're a first-time user, you can get an instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on at prizepicks.com or on the prize picks app. Any deposit you make up to $100 as a first-time user with the promo code locked on, they will match it. So head on over to prize picks. Quick entry, 60 seconds or left, safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational over 30 states in Canada. Prizepicks.com, promo code locked on for the instant deposit match. Maybe you will be a millionaire. I want to thank all of you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. I'll be back tomorrow with more of a breakdown, I guess, of this game. Uh, the Celtics are holding a media availability uh, on Monday, so there will be more said, more talked about. The Celtics, 
obviously at a loss for words, but they <laughs> Al Horford still feels like the Celtics have a chance. And and they they technically do. They still it's the first to four, and they've spotted Miami three. If anybody's gonna pull off a weird, stupid comeback, this might be the team to do it. Obviously, I'm not picking that, but I don't know with this team anymore, man. I just don't. Um, it it's it's hard to put a a finger on what what these guys are truly capable of against the Miami Heat. Miami's playing at a different speed. Miami's playing at a different intensity. They're playing at a different level. One of these teams looks like a top seed, a top two seed that has been dominating all season long, had the number two offense, had the number two defense. If I were to tell you the Miami Heat, if you just swooped in on vacation abroad without the internet and you just swooped in and I say, okay, one of these teams is a top two seed, second in defense, second in offense, and came in as the second seed in the playoffs. The other team is the eighth seed, barely squeaked in. You'd say, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I can see Miami's being as top seed. I can see that. I can see the Celtics. Look at the way they play. Of course they struggle. Of course they were the eighth seed. I, I No one expected this. No one expected. The Celtics certainly didn't expect this. And this goes to what I was saying before, the lessons learned, which they did not learn. The Celtics did not learn any lessons this year. None. Do you think they learned to put away series? Game, what is it, game four? Game three after uh, in Atlanta. Was it, yeah, game, game four. It was after game four. They had just gone up 3-1. And Tatum sat there. I've mentioned this before. Tatum sat there and said, unprovoked. You know, we learned from last year. We gave away a game against Milwaukee. We gave a game away against Miami. We, we know that we can't go out there and play like that again. We know we have to put a team away. And they immediately lost the game without DeJounte Murray. And then they go into the Sixers series and they blow that first game and they learned nothing. Do they respect their opponents? Nope. The eighth seed. You know, it's funny. <laughs> uh, Jalen Brown had a great quote after the game because he did like one of those, no disrespect, but I'm going to disrespect. Uh, he said, I got to give them respect. Gabe Vincent, uh, Martin, Struess, Duncan Robinson, guys that we should be able to keep under control are playing their asses off. Uh, that's not giving them respect necessarily by saying, these are all guys that, we should have no problem with, but wow, they're playing above there. And hey, man, I'm the one that said that too. I said that coming into the series. I said, there's no way that all of those guys play above their heads this long for this whole series. The Celtics should keep them under control. I get to say that, though, as a big, fat old guy standing here with a microphone in my hand. The guys in the locker room don't get to say that. The guys in the locker room got to go out there and actually shut those guys down. But the Celtics continue to help off of Caleb Martin. Continue. 
to help off of Gabe Vincent. They continue to do things like double Jimmy Butler. I'm like, oh, congratulations. You got the ball out of Jimmy Butler's hand. He turned the ball over a couple of times. He missed a bunch of shots. What good was that? He had six assists. What good is that? The Celtics play like a team that doesn't know what they're supposed to be doing. Do they do they respect a team like Miami? They say they do, but they really don't. Otherwise, they would play these guys harder. You think they'd leave Caleb Martin open? You think they would make some of the mistakes that they're making? No, they wouldn't. Because a team that has learned their lesson actually goes out and plays differently. But these are the habits that these guys have displayed from the beginning. And actually prior to this season, this is this is who the Celtics team is. They think they're better than they are, and they don't need to do the things that you actually need to do to win. The Celtics don't think that they need to play at a certain level to beat Miami. If they did, they would have done it. But the Celtics don't. They don't respect the Heat. The Heat are the eighth seed with all of these guys that are supposed to suck. And, yeah, that was my assessment too, but they're not supposed to believe it. The guys, they don't listen to this podcast. And if they do, they certainly aren't going to sit there and pass around my podcast and be like, oh, yeah, well, John said this. I guess we're all going to lay back and relax. No. I get to be, you know, snarky and 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 all of this stuff because in reality, Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and Caleb Martin are not better than Marcus Smart, Derek White, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Damn it. There's two all NBA guys on here and there's an all defensive team guy from this season. The six man of the year is on this team. Two All-NBA, six men of the year, one defensive, one All-Defensive player, last year's Defensive Player of the Year, and another All-Defensive player from last year. The Heat have none of that. None of that. But what they have is effort. They have talent. They have the talent. And when you put the effort and the talent and everybody's willingness to do that one thing, that one singular goal, that's going to get you far. Plus, Eric Spolstra pushes all the right buttons. He's got everybody on the right page. He's directing things. You see him on the sidelines. He's animated. He's directing. He's like a composer out there. This guy, that guy, wave. This guy, that guy. Miami is a team. Miami is a basketball team. They have confidence. They have direction. They know what they're supposed to do. And if today's the day that Gabe Vincent drops 29 points, a career high, great. And if Tuesday he drops two points, he don't care. Because that's what this Miami team is. But Boston cares. Boston cares. These guys care. If Jalen Brown isn't getting enough points, if he hasn't get enough shots, oh, you know he's going to have to go get some because he's Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum isn't getting enough shots. He's going to go get some. Doesn't matter if the ball's been moving. Doesn't matter if it's popping. Offense could be humming. Two, three, four, five great possessions. But are these guys going to keep that going? No. No. Hey, we're flowing. Guess what? My turn now. I get to go shoot now. Because everything's going great. And I feel great. So 
my turn to shoot, no matter what the situation is. Don't let the flow of the game come to you. If Marcus Smart has it going, or if Derek White has it going, or if Malcolm Brogdon has it going, which he absolutely did not. He was horrible in this game. He was 0 for 6, by the way, minus 23. But if any one of those guys did have it going, this is not a team that keeps feeding that. This is not a team that plays like Miami. This team needs those three-pointers to fall. They absolutely need these three-pointers to fall. And if the three-pointers are falling and everybody's hitting them, great. Joe Missoula. Lots of fire Joe Missoula stuff going on. Is Joe Missoula a problem? No. It's part of the problem? Sure. Let's talk about Joe Missoula. First, I want to thank everybody for hopping on. All of you Celtics fans, thank you so, so much. Lots of people are like almost like saying their goodbyes. But stick around because, obviously, you don't know how the rest of the series is going to go. Technically, like I said before, the Celtics could still win a couple of games here, make it a series. Could come back to Miami. Could we get a Game 7 in Boston? Probably not. But, like I said, man, these this Celtics team, it's always got a trick up its sleeve. And maybe this time the trick is, hey, guess what? We're not going to follow that script. All that stuff you've been saying, John, about adversity and we're great about uh, with adversity, ha, 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 psych. Maybe that's the trick. But, well, who knows? All right, Joe Mazzulla. Joe Mazzulla certainly hasn't had the best series. Started uh, Derek White in place of Robert Williams. Lots of chatter around here about should it have been Al Horford that sat? And and Horford was, you know, he hit a couple of shots. It's not that he was great or anything. He was three of six, two of five from three. He had eight points, but he, you know, wasn't wasn't particularly great overall. But hey, he hit a couple of shots. That's that's important. Uh Derek White hit three of six. On a team that was eleven of forty two, those guys hit five of eleven. Maybe, maybe Derek White should have gotten more shots. Although Derek White was targeted uh, by Jimmy Butler, so he, he was giving some of those points back. Celtics just have to be better at that. Um, Joe Mazzulla, my, my biggest criticism of Joe Mazzulla is the philosophical stuff. The fact that he let this team's defensive identity just slip away. That's that's my biggest indictment. If I'm going to sit here and, and like lay blame on the coach, it's not about the timeouts. He called plenty of timeouts in this game, and they didn't do anything, right? Like the, he he called timeouts. He actually called some good ones that you would say, "Hey, okay, finally, Joe's learning." But they didn't do anything. So, if anything, today was uh, evidence that the timeout doesn't always work. And it's kind of funny because Spolstra called it said the Celtics uh, had one leak out. They cut a lead. They cut the lead from 31 to 29. Tatum got a leak out in a dunk and Spolster called a timeout. And I was joking. I'm like, he's just doing this to show up Joe Missoula at this point. Missoula called plenty of timeouts, didn't do a damn thing. So I don't care about that. Matchup wise, yeah, could he have could he have made some some different rot- could he had some different rotations here in this one? Sure. But players are the ones who play. Players get the credit when they win. Players get the blame when they lose for the most part. The players play. 
And you can't tell me that Joe Mazzula had anything to do with Jalen Brown going 0 of 7 and Jason Tatum going 1 of 7 from 3, a combined 1 of 14. You can't tell me that that was Joe Mazzula's fault other than the overemphasis on the three-pointer. But, okay, the Celtics are just a three-point heavy team and they're jacking those three-pointers. That's fine. But the, the quality, the, the, he, he does, Joe Mazzula does want them to generate good three-pointers. He does want them to drive and kick. He does want all that stuff. And the fact that the Celtics haven't been doing that at some point, like the coach can only do so much. Hey guys, do this. Okay, sure. And they don't do it. It's on the guys. It's on the players. The players play. That effort you saw on the floor, no timeout got, could get them back on track. And after the game, Joe Mazzula fell on the sword and said multiple times, it's on me. I got to get the guys ready. It's on me. It's on me. It's on me. And, you know, that's what you're supposed to say as the coach. It's on you. But it wasn't on him. If you think, honestly, honestly, that Joe Mazzula didn't have them ready, he's supposed to get these guys ready to play. What is this? High school? This is the damn NBA. These guys get paid a lot of money. This is the pros. You're on this team. You're on this floor. It's the conference finals. You need coach to hold your hand so you can get pumped up for this game? Really? If that's the case, if there's anybody on that team that needs to get pumped up by the coach to get ready to play, then hang up the sneakers, let us know, Get cut that guy, cut him. Because that's not the case. If you're an NBA player and you can't get up for this game just on your own, then get out of the league. Get out of the sport. Come here. I'll teach you how to do a podcast. You can co-host with me. Standing invitation to any current Celtic who thinks they need the, the, the coach to pump them up. No problem. Let everybody know. They can cut you. You can come here and hang out with me, and we could talk about how soft you are. The fact that these guys continuously let missed shots and missed calls affect them is, is soft. The fact that they constantly are bickering, jawing at the refs, the fact that they miss shots and they get back and they can't play defense because of it, that's soft. That's soft. It's not soft where, uh, oh, they didn't, they didn't get up in Jimmy Butler's face. That's, that's crap. Soft mentality is, oh, my shots aren't falling. Oh, I thought I got fouled there. Well, I guess I'm going to let Duncan Robinson backdoor cut. That's, that's soft. How many times is Duncan Robinson going to get backdoor cuts? Duncan Robinson? Backdoor cuts? Have you no shame? How do you let, in 2023, Duncan Robinson get 22 points on you and have him be a plus six? Duncan Robinson was unplayable. They were trying to trade him, and they couldn't. And he's on the floor, and you're letting him be a plus? What is happening here? 
That's not Joe's fault. That's the player's fault. I believed maybe too much in this team. Because I believe that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Derek White and Al Horford and Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, Grant Williams occasionally could go out there and take a team with, hey, credit to Jimmy Butler. He's playoff Jimmy, but he's not he's not a god. He has big fourth quarters. He has an amazing will to win. They start Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, two great players. And then Kevin Love, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent. With Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, and Cody Zeller, and Duncan Robinson off the bench. That is not a team that should be up 3-0 on the Celtics. But they are because they are stronger mentally, because they understand what they're supposed to do, and they go do it, and no one says a damn thing. They all fall in line, and they run what they're supposed to run. They defend how they're supposed to defend, and they work as hard as they're supposed to work. They do the tough things. They do the hard things. Boston does not respect that, does not think that they have to do the hard things. The Celtics do not think they have to do the hard work to beat the Miami Heat. Guess what? You do. You do. Because a team, regardless of what's on this paper, that team is in the conference finals. And I can sit here and gripe about Gabe Vincent torching you for 29 points, but he's here. And he's doing it. And he's done it for two games. There's no magic play. There's no breakdown. There's no nothing besides the effort and the respect to go out there and play hard and play your best. And everybody do what they're supposed to do. And we could argue, hey, maybe they don't all know exactly what they're supposed to do. But I would argue that I think everybody has a different idea of what they're supposed to do. And I think that's on the players. Because the second something doesn't work, they break from it. I can't believe that they're down 3-0. This is the one thing that I didn't expect. I said it in the in the crossover show. I said Celtics in six. But losing to the Miami Heat was always in play. Always in play because of the way they play. Because Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler, and he, he just has great playoff performances. To go out like this, to be down 3-0 like this, this is one of the most embarrassing performances. This is just an, an absolute abomination that these guys wear Celtics uniforms, represent that franchise, and go out there and play like this in the playoffs when you're the two seed, when the damn championship is right there for you. It's all laid out. It was all laid out. Opportunities like this are rare. They don't come along very often. An opportunity to win a championship does not come along very often. And they got the Hawks in the first round, the fraudulent Sixers, who are just a just fraud franchise. In Miami, the eighth seed, with all of these players that should be able to be kept in check with some effort and a chance to go face what looks like the Denver Nuggets, a team that they've actually performed well against. The Celtics actually have a good history against the Denver Nuggets. Now, that's a, that would be a tough series. 
Denver's playing well. Jokic is playing out of his mind. That They are flexing against the Lakers. That would be an awesome series if the Celtics could get there. But no. They messed around with the Hawks and took an extra game. They messed around with the Sixers and got, got the seven for some reason. And now they didn't show the heat, the respect enough to go out there and play hard, and they're down 3-0. Can they pull off a miracle? Sure they can, because this Celtics team doesn't make any sense. Can they whip off four wins in a row against the Miami Heat? Sure they can. This team is not a team that – this Heat team is a team that you you can beat four times in a row. You can if you try. But I don't know. I think we might – we obviously are, are probably past it. Unreal. Just Unreal that this this is where they are this season. After after what they went through in the finals, they sat there and they said, we know what it takes to win. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you did, you wouldn't be in down 3-0. All right, I'll be back tomorrow with another podcast with the Celtics still alive, but mostly dead. We'll see if Miracle Max can get a pill to get them back and Maybe we can storm the castle and there will be uh, some success. We'll talk about it tomorrow. And I'll be here again, here in Miami, at the Kaseya Center, whatever the hell it's called. I'll be here for uh, game four, maybe the last game of the season for the Celtics. So stick around. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Plenty of off-season content. That's coming soon. Maybe sooner than I thought, but that's coming soon. Free agency. Uh, I'm going to get my hands hopefully soon on the new collective bargaining agreement or at least the outline that's kind of making its rounds. And uh, we'll see how that impacts the Celtics. So that's going to be part of my offseason coverage. It's all right here in the Lockdown Celtics podcast. So make sure you're subscribed. Get on that YouTube page. If you want to fight with uh, Heat fans, sure, that'd be great on the YouTube page. Or if you're just a Heat fan that wants to talk your talk your smack, this is your chance. I'm here. I accept it. Uh, but if you're a regular listener, I'd love it if you shared the podcast, tell your friends and family and everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.